have you noticed much in terms of the personality of these different species? I mean, it could be lizards, snakes, or goannas that you've been out there photographing. Have you noticed that there is a wide range of different ways that they'll react to you when you're trying to photograph them? Yeah, that probably depends on the situation, but um, probably what we could talk about there is um, temperaments, individual temperaments within the same species. So I could go out and I could go and catch 10 um, brown snakes and generally speaking, they have a a temperament um, and, and they're quite nervous snakes and they can get quite defensive, but you'll find within those 10 individuals that I've caught and photographed, they'll act in 10 different ways. No kidding. So, so a lot of people don't understand. They'll be like, oh, all snakes are aggressive and all snakes are this. And it's like, no, the species as a whole might have traits that are represented throughout all the individuals, but then each one has an individual temperament. And I try and um, liken that to a dog. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you can go and pat 10 Labradors and you'll probably get, you know, Labradors in general. Yes, they are a pretty kind um, family dog, but due to each, for, for whatever reasons, that animal will have its own temperament and snakes yeah. and wildlife are the same. Well, I guess it's an evolutionary thing too, where you probably need a, a wide range of behaviours, like mm. innate ones, just in case the environment changes. You know, if, if all of a sudden you have a drought with a great, a great um, you know, paucity of food, a lot less food than normal, you need things that are going to be risk averse and more going after it, right? As opposed to shy and calm. So I guess that's why those things are sort of maintained in the population. But do you want to switch then onto your documentary and tell us about um, what what made you decide to make that and, and what it's about? That is kind of like a project that's been on my mind for um, I would say over five years and it was just, it, it comes from my initial start on social media and educating the public came from a snake catching background where we would um, go out to the jobs and then we would get the client to film us catching the snake and then out of that footage we would put an educational video up and really try and spread snake education and awareness because you get sick of going to jobs where people are losing their minds they don't understand the animal and you're just like man if you if you knew some of what i know as a professional you could be so much calmer in this it wouldn't affect your life you wouldn't be losing sleep over it you wouldn't be paranoid about snakes in the backyard you know like fear can be greatly greatly reduced with understanding so that's where we um, would use our material to then educate the public. And that's what kicked that off. And, you know, I just basically have gotten to a point in my life where I was like, if I just need half an hour using all the material I've, I've got, I sat down and I wrote it was something like over 7,000 words or something. So I produced it, narrated it, and, and released it on all my social medias. And basically, in a nutshell, it's just half an hour of what every Australian needs to know um, just to understand snakes better um, and then reduce their fear levels. So I cover things like snake behaviour, some really interesting footage in there. Um, I cover things like what you need to do when you encounter a snake um, and really just bring a a higher level of understanding to the public in just a half an hour um, documentary. So. What do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions that, you know, whether people are from overseas or Australian um, tend to have when it comes to snakes? Well, one of the biggest misconceptions is that snakes are aggressive. 
So people actually believe that snakes are out to get them. They see it, if if they encounter a snake, they believe that that snake sees them and wants to attack wants to attack them. And I describe this or depict this in the video very clearly, and I say this is what happens when a snake is hunting prey. And you'll see you'll see three examples where a snake will fly out of its enclosure and attack a prey item because they've picked up the scent. They can see it. And they absolutely go for it with everything they've got. Yeah. And they, they don't do that to humans. So when they defend themselves, they perceive us as a large predator and all they're doing is they're in defense mode. And this happens instinctually. That They're programmed from, um, you could get a snake that's newborn and it'll come out of, it'll be, you know, come out of its egg. Two days later, if it encounters something larger than that, it'll just rear up and start doing this behavior because it's instinctive and it's, indoctrinated into its dna to be able to do that behavior so when we come across a snake we're larger than many many times larger than these animals they perceive us as a predator and they become they can become defensive so i what i try and do in the documentary is differentiate what is defensive behavior and what is aggressive behavior and and really show the public what is the difference and that snakes are not aggressive towards us they're defensive when, and they almost always are trying to get away unless they there is they think or there is zero chance of them being able to escape, right? And that's when you're in your most um, vulnerable position as, as a human with a snake. If you stepped on it or you've cornered it and it's got no other option but to defend itself, exactly. that's, that's the, the, the no-go zone. And, and what, getting back to how cryptic, cryptic these animals are, especially snakes, if they're out in the open, they're vulnerable to predators. So an eagle can swoop down and grab them, a kookaburra, yeah. you know, a big goanna can spot them from a mile off, run over and grab them. So they survive by being hidden. And a lot of people don't realise that when they disturb a snake, its first reaction is to disappear. And you often, more often than not, you're not even going to see it. So they don't understand how many times they're walking through their backyard, long grass, a bush, and they walk past a snake and it just disappears. And I, yeah. I give examples of that um, in the documentary. Where the stories and a lot of the, the hype comes about is when they see a defensive snake people come up with all these ways to rationalize it and figure out what it is, yeah. uh, what that behavior is. And when they see a snake acting defensively, in the snake's mind, it's defending its personal safety. So it sees us as a large predator. It's doing all these behaviors to warn you off, to scare you away so that you'll leave it alone. And biting is usually a last resort because... Well, you've shown that in the video. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. But you've shown yeah, that in your videos. You'll, you'll see you coming towards the snake and the snake will sort of turn and, and sort of try and make itself look larger, rear its head up. But the moment you stop, it'll be like, all right, time to bail. And then yes. if you walk towards it again, it'll be like, okay, defend myself. Yep. And, but it stops there quite often. And I imagine yep. that the only way for you to really get it to bite you would be to step on it or to grab it with your bare hand or something, right? Pretty much. Like generally, like I said, it's the snake has all these behaviours available to it, like rearing up, flattening its neck out. Um, you know, they'll mock strike and they'll, they'll put on a bit of a show basically to, to, to warn off a perceived predator. Biting for it is the last resort because if it does bite, A, if it's a venomous snake, it's potentially wasting its venom. Bingo. And B, B, it's coming into contact with a predator. So that would be like... You know, you'd see these two guys out at the pub, um, you know, they're shaping up to each other. One of them sort of, you know, puffs his chest up and goes like that to the other one and he gets scared and runs away. You know, 
their, their last resort is to actually come into contact with each other when it comes to wild animals because all they're doing is risking breaking a fang, um, getting attacked themselves. So they're thinking, if I can just put on this big show and I can warn that predator off, and they do it instinctively. That you yeah. know, There's not a lot of thought that happens um, behind this. It's just instinctive behaviour that they do. So if I can get people to understand that the biting is not an intentional... Um, I'm going to get you and bite you type scenario, then then that's at least helping to overcome some of that negative stigma that, that snakes have. Mm-hmm.